Hey everybody, this is Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you another wonderful episode of the podcast, if I do say so myself, and a do. Uh, this is actually episode 37 with Kiva Bay, who is the creator of the Feminist Deck Kickstarter. It is essentially, um, the, it initially started off as a deck of cards of uh, feminists, uh, progressives, uh, allies that she felt were worthy of being on cards with like quotes and uh, stats and everything. Things that, uh, you know, people who maybe aren't aware of all that's going on um, in the greater social community right now uh, will at least be exposed to, to some of these people and their work. So it's it's really, it's an interesting uh, project. It's an interesting uh, look at, uh, at at what's going on in terms of you know, feminism and uh, the greater communities, especially geek culture, uh, which is you know really you know not struggling but striving for I think a, a better way of dealing with a lot of things right now. So um, I really hope you enjoy this. Kiva is a kick-ass uh, lady. I absolutely adore her. She and I hit it off, you know, really quickly right off the bat and everything. Just awesome conversation. Uh, you know, she's got a lot of great insights and everything, and, and I respect the hell out of her. So uh, get into it, have fun, and please come back for more. I entered this scene through rejection and honesty. Nerds weren't mean, they were weird, and that worked for me. After ten years of teasing, when social skills failed me, Dungeons and Dragons cured all that ailed me. We read books, we played games, we made art, we watched Lost, we said things like D20, shipping, and mana cost. It felt good to myself not being mocked still self-conscious though we whispered things about jocks but one day you grow up come into your own now geeks not rejection it's a label i own then ignorant haters come to prove me wrong tell me i'm not nerdy enough to belong Kiva, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, good. <laughs> there was a pause, like, oh god, no. <laughs> oh god, what have we done? Uh, it's, it's the problems all over again. <laughs> Is there many of those? I always have problems. You probably hear a fan in the background. I live in a tiny room, and I've done my best to muffle this fan. I really have. Oh, it's I've... fine. No, I've uh, I've had situations where, like, the um, I my uh, was it my water heater was broken at one point. <laughs> And it, and it wasn't even really broken. It was just making a hissing sound. And I thought that if, because it's in my bedroom, in my closet, basically, I thought, okay, if I'm as far away from it as possible, the, the mic won't pick it up. And it did. It didn't of matter. Course. <laughs> it of course like, it did. 
Right. Why not? Let's have people know that I have a, a big hissing sound in the back that just keeps me up all night. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure it'll be fine. That's probably for the best, just so that they're, like, aware of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> just ahead of time, be like, hey, guys, for anyone who's listening, just let you know it's my water heater. <laughs> like, <laughs> not a giant snake. I do not live in the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, okay. man. If only. <laughs> At least you wouldn't be bored. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, snake. I mean, aside, I mean, Harry Potter already took care of it, so it's it's. Oh, oh, like after the snake. Oh died? yeah, yeah. There's no way I'm moving him no before way. that. Are you kidding me? Water damage? <laughs> Thank you. No. <laughs> Unless I was like part fish. If I was like a mermaid, maybe. Black mold everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The cleaning bill on that place. I don't even want to know what that's like. <laughs> what is this inky black stuff everywhere? Uh, you just is be- this mold? Oh, no, basilisk blood. You'll be fine. No, it's fine. You know, the sort of Gryffindor was down here the other day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, now I want to see that. I just want to see, like, the underbelly of Harry Potter's world. I definitely, I would like it if, like, the school closed and they tried to reopen as, like, some kind of, like, apartment building or something, oh and they were God. trying to, like, get people to move in, and they're like, this... This painting is sexually harassing me. It's like, well, this one tries to sing a lot for no reason. Uh, Mind the ghosts and the stairways that move. Um, Other than that, you should be fine. I was stuck on a moving stairway for 45 minutes while I was trying to get my groceries home. And my kale wilted. My kale wilted. (laughs) You have no idea. This is a time-sensitive thing. (laughs) I was waiting for the cable provider for like days, days. <laughs> I got and stuck in a I painting. Found out that he was lost in some secret corridor. Oh. <laughs> just staring at a mirror, just staring. <laughs> and then there was the time the window cleaners got stuck in the maze. In the maze. <laughs> I told them right, left, left, right, right, but they got it screwed up. And God forbid that you get here on time. <laughs> oh, this that would be the best <laughs> wouldn't it just i mean yeah we should uh we should start writing the sitcom <laughs> set in the harry potter world i think daniel radcliffe is getting is getting like work but whoever played ron i can't remember his name oh rupert grant he needs the work oh, poor boy <laughs> we can make him the super <laughs> there we go he's just like yeah ron weasley just stuck around you know <laughs> What else was I going to do? Uh, I mean, you know, my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, sorry. Uh, <laughs> she's just, like, really good at magic. And, you know, my best friend is uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, oh, who's your best friend? Harry fucking Potter. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the, um, was it the uh, Very Potter musical? No. Oh, these are, they're, uh, this, this uh, group called Team Starkid. And they... I know who they are because they played like at Roseland, and there was like this insane group of people waiting to see them next to this restaurant I worked at. And I'm like, <laughs> "Who are y'all going to see?" They're like, "We're gonna go see the Harry Potter musical." <laughs> they were like really excited, and I was like, "At the Roseland? Yeah. Really? At the Roseland? That's a yeah." They're old. I, my uh, my cousin was like huge into them. She like even went out to Chicago to go see them. Like I don't know if it was for one of the Potter musicals or they they've done other ones too, like parody musicals. 
Um, and, and she was just like telling me about it. So I watched it on YouTube and I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. I mean, <laughs> it's like, they, it's like, you have to really know the genre in order to parody it. And they really know their Harry Potter. They're like all about it. <laughs> so highly recommended. All right. All yeah. right. I will definitely, I like musicals. So yep. I'm exactly that person who likes musicals. I'm like, yay, they're <laughs> singing and dancing and drama all at once <laughs> they're getting across the information through song i love oh it oh my god i love it <laughs> it's sad so the music is sad you can tell <laughs> they're using that downbeat <laughs> it helps it helps me it, it helps me like pay attention to what's going on i'm also like i like have no attention span like you know mm-hmm I wander off unless somebody jingles their keys at me, kind of. Oh, thing. okay. I'm like, ooh. Like, <laughs> it's like, Kiva, over here. Kiva, Kiva. Like, <laughs> pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. Like, I'm like a cat. Like, I'm interested in the string for a little bit, and then I'm like, screw your string. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what have you done for me lately, string? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm bored. Ugh. Entertain me. Ugh. So with movies, it really helps if there's like, dance and music numbers to occasionally like catch my attention or explosions like i watch action movies because like every now and then i'm like i forgot what was oh something blew up <laughs> was there a story in this i don't care blow it up <laughs> what have you explosions fireworks have you uh watched have you seen uh, uh was it mad max yet no and everybody is gonna judge me for not seeing it <laughs> i've been like doing this kickstarter thing so i just i can't like, oh funny you should mention that <laughs> funny i should mention the kickstarter no it's literally like i'm always like i should go out and do something today and then i'm like <laughs> i have these spreadsheets oh <laughs> man no but really this is it actually is a good segue which um i used to do another podcast where anytime like someone did an appropriate segue i would be like so and so does a segue. Way. Like, That's awesome. <laughs> so we'll do Kiva does a segue. Way. It's true. I did. I'm so good at this. You're really good. Like, how many interviews have you been doing so far? You're getting good at it, man. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, I mean, the, the whole origin story of, your, of you coming on this podcast is uh, that you uh, basically started a, did a Kickstarter, which is uh, seven days away as of this recording from concluding, from being funded. Um, and it, it funded really quick. Like, when, when, uh, when did it... Um, when did you find out that it was, like, totally funded? Uh, it was, like, the Monday after I started it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, God, what's happening? Like, I was freaking out. You're just, like, standing there, like, you know, your your hands are shaking, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, now I gotta really do this. <laughs> That's what I'm finding is, like, the big thing where people are like, this sounded like such a great thing. And then it gets fun. You're like, oh, shit. Now I actually have to do something. No, I'm so excited to do it. But I really, I didn't expect it to get funded. Mm-hmm. I really didn't expect it. I was like, because I, I did the math and it's expensive to make a lot of cards. <laughs> like, like, printing all this stuff and shipping it and mailing it and paying the taxes on it and all that. Mm-hmm. Kind of expensive. I'm a poor person. I was uh. like, well... So it's gonna like if I need to do this, I need to raise twenty two thousand dollars, and I was like, "That's a lot of money." It like, really is. And I could have gone down to twelve, but I really wanted to like pay all the participants too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, "Wow, wouldn't it suck if I made a bunch of money off of everybody and like 
didn't pay them at all. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that would be like the definition of exploitation. So a little bit. So either that bad. and slavery. I mean, something along those. I, like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like that would just be like so ironically bad. Like, <laughs> Biggest Kickstarter faux pas. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that would be like kickstarter irony so we're yeah. not doing that and then lannis morissette does a kickstarter for the ironic song from kickstarter and, and it just becomes which this... would be great because that song is brilliant because there's actually no irony in that song I know. none of the examples she gives are ironic <laughs> and that's actually the definition of irony <laughs> it's like a, a metal level song it's so meta i'm like this song is brilliant if she did that on purpose she is a genius. And if she didn't, you're like, oh, sweetie. I'm going to pretend she did. <laughs> okay. I really like the idea of her being some kind of, like, irony guru. Like, some kind <laughs> of, like, I really like her being like, no, instead of using, like, actual irony in the song, we're going to not use any irony. They're like, Alanis! That'll be ironic. And I'm like, Alanis, you just blew my mind! <laughs> There's, like, someone in the room who's like, Alanis, no, no one will get it! She's like, someone will. Someone will. <laughs> matter this is my art (laughs) (laughs) now i'm gonna go play god in a kevin smith movie away (laughs) oh my god i would love that i would love that if people just did that in real life where they were like i must go away and then someone has like a horn and they're (laughs) announcing it well that's what i'm using my kickstarter money for now i'm not going to make the cards i'm going to buy a trumpeter okay and that's what I'm doing from now on. That sounds great. You know, actually. I think that that's money well spent, actually. I, I applaud you and the balls that you have to <laughs> take exactly. all that money. I'll just be like, oh, you expect me to do a Kickstarter? Away! <laughs> and then people will be like, you know what? I was mad, but I get it. <laughs> but that was some nice trumpeting. It really was. I mean, whoever your trumpeter is, I mean, they're getting well compensated. So. <laughs> I approve. well compensated. My money was well spent. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, so the, the Kickstarter that you have is called, it's called the Feminist Deck. And, uh, for those who don't know and have not yet contributed, but maybe want to, uh, what is the Feminist Deck? So we're doing cards in the style of the, uh, Fleer Marvel cards, which I just freaking loved when I was a kid. And oh like, God, whenever I say that to anybody, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, so I know like, exactly what you're talking about. Oh God, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're like the first person to be like, yes. And I'm like, oh. When, when you uh, put up that example rogue card, I was like, I had that card! Yes! I had that card! <laughs> I had that, like, I coveted, or not coveted, but I, I held on very closely to my Storm card for the longest time. I was like, I am not getting rid of you, Storm. I love you. <laughs> Storm. Like, Rogue was always my favorite. Not mm-hmm. that I wanted to be her, I just wanted to date her really mm-hmm. badly. Here we go. <laughs> really badly. I was like, I could be your gambit. I could be your gambit. And it just, like... <laughs> It just never turned out. Uh, oddly enough, very much like the Rogue Gambit relationship. I know. I was so disappointed when that didn't work out. I was like, no, I was supposed to be your Gambit. <laughs> I don't want to be Iceman. <laughs> oh. This is BS. Poor Bobby. <laughs> Whatever, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's his haircut. I don't like his haircut. In the movies or in the comics? Either. Okay. <laughs> He's a terrible barber, and he should be, you know, maimed for it. <laughs> so, uh, basically, you're making cards uh, based on the, the Fleer Marvel uh, X-Men cards, 
Yes, and, and it's it's awesome feminists. It's awesome progressive creators. People like don't like I called it a feminist deck because I'm a feminist, mm-hmm. but it's people who are progressive who I consider to be good feminist allies, good progressive allies. It's got information on where you can find more of their work, where you can find more of their writing. It's got a quote from them. It's got art from them. We've got 19 different artists now Wow, working on art for the variant deck, and they're all really talented, Like, mm-hmm. which makes me feel really nervous immediately because I'm like, great, now the variant deck is going to look so much better because <laughs> you guys are all oh, way no. better than me. Great. It's like, what have I gotten myself into? Damn it! Now I'm gonna look terrible because you guys are all so talented. No, I'm kidding. I'm just delighted. Don't downplay yourself. Like I looked at. I mean, I saw your uh, all the examples that you put up on the Kickstarter and everything. Uh, gorgeous work. I mean, it's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. But no, I've I've hired some really really talented artists. All right, who have you hired? Oh, well, you know, I've hired Parker Goodrow, who's done, like, some amazing stuff. I hired uh, Emily Madley from mm-hmm. Castle to Castle, who's an amazing artist. I hired, uh, gosh, I've hired so many people. <laughs> I've hired a lot of people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and you have the list on, on the Kickstarter of pretty, pretty. do you have pretty much everybody for the, um, the, the main deck uh, lined yeah. up? Yeah, we've got pretty much everybody. We've got Allison Kilkenny, we've got Janet Mock, we've got Ann Wheaton, we've got Anita Sarkeesian, we've got uh, Brianna Wu, we've got Randy Harper. It's great, actually. Mm-hmm. I got Bob Chipman to be in the deck. I was like, yeah, I love Bob Chipman! You got Movie Bob? <laughs> I love Movie Bob. I do, I do. I have to watch Schlocktober every year, and I... This is exactly the kind of movie Bob Dork I am. Mm-hmm. I watch Schlocktober every year, and I get the movies that he talks about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch the bad horror movies because I love really, and not all of them are bad. Some of them are great, but, you know, it's called Schlocktober for yeah. a reason. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there's a whole, like, thing involved here. So it's got to be either bad or good bad or, you know. You know, exactly. Like, Orca is... A brilliant movie. Oh, God. But also, it's about a killer whale. Yeah. So, a killer, yeah. killer whale. A killer, killer whale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You figure that might have been the problem there. So it's like, well, how do we say it's a killer whale? Like, well, it is a killer whale, but it's also a killing killer whale. <laughs> Nothing ever beats the Free Willy style jump when he blows up the thing. Oh, of like, course. That's just the best in the world. <laughs> like, yay, I'm an evil orca. Like, it just makes me so happy. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, you evil orca, you get me. You're my spirit animal. <laughs> uh, no, I yeah, because I I watched a lot of Movie Bob when he was still on uh, Escapist, and did he get did he just leave to get fired? I don't know what happened. Uh, what I had heard was they had separated ways, mm. and it was back when I was hanging out on the Escapist forums, and then I was like, wait, this is a terrible place. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> And I mean that lovingly. Mm-hmm. I mean that lovingly, but actually, I don't mean that lovingly. No. I'm going to be totally honest, and I'm going to call the escapist out way hard. <laughs> so that's like what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm supposed to be the nice person, but I'm going to say it. Like they hired like some transphobes, and they had like some really rotten people in their forums who were saying some really rotten stuff about people. Like I hope this person kills himself and oh, stuff like shit. that. And I was just like. This is 
gross. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not a fun community to be a part of. So then I was like, I'm not going to hang out on the escapist forums anymore. And that happened. Oh, man. No, that that sucks. I mean, that's the, that's the stuff where it's like when you find a community that you think that you're, like, a part of. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that it's completely, like, a 180 from what you thought it was. Exactly. I'm like, no, you guys had Jim Sterling and Movie Bob and, like, <laughs> really, really progressive voices. And now you don't have those progressive voices and you're letting people say, I hope this person kills themselves in your forum. Like, yeah. that's messed up. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they removed those messages after I left. But at mm-hmm. that point, I was just like, I'm out. Yeah. It was like, I don't need this kind of stress in my life. I was like, you guys don't even have Jim Sterling and Movie Bob anymore. Why am I here? I'm out. <laughs> there would be a whole reason for being here. They're gone, therefore I must leave. Uh, no, I had that with um, a website I used to work for, uh, or used to write for. It was just, it was really cool when I started there, and I wrote there for like three years. Um, and then it just slowly started getting populated by dude bros and... Uh, people who were siding with, like, the Gamergate community on a lot of things. And I was just like, no, I, no, I can't do this. And it just really soured me for a long time where I was just kind of like, I don't know if I can do this. Right, I got really soured on the Gamergate thing pretty early on because Mm -hmm. I immediately recognized it as kind of the same BS that came about when Feminist Frequency started their Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. and I recognized it as the same BS that happened, like, it goes back, for me, I have this really vivid memory Mm -hmm. in my childhood of during the Monica Lewinsky uh, scandal, I have this really vivid memory of people really tearing into her Mm -hmm. a lot, but also really tearing into the first lady, uh, Senator, or Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, just tearing into her and, like, attacking, like, her gender, attacking, like, her sexuality, attacking everything about her that they could, like, Mm -hmm. you're not good enough for your husband kind of thing, and attacking Monica Lewinsky going the absolute opposite direction of you're this blah, 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 like, you're this horrible woman who did this this and this yeah because bill wasn't responsible for anything (laughs) yeah and it was just like either of them were just like target du jour and like of course you know bill clinton was also being targeted by the republicans super hard during that but Mm -hmm. man like the rhetoric was so so sexist and Mm -hmm. that memory stayed like so vividly in Mm -hmm. my head growing up that as soon as the gamergate thing started i was like I've seen this at least a dozen times before. Like, I know what this is. I recognize this precisely for what it is. And no matter what you tell me about, like, ethics in this or journalism that, like, (laughs) it's not ringing true to me. And if you want to talk about ethics and journalism, there's a lot of stuff going on in AAA game development and games journalism that needs to be called out Mm -hmm. really hard. Like, Shadow of Mordor, with the shadiness they did when they put their game out and they were asking people, they were like, we're going to approve your review before you're allowed to put it up. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) No, 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 none of that. I'm sorry, what's what's this thing called free press? (laughs) 
that's <laughs> absolutely something that you should be focused on if you're worried about ethics and games journalism. Please focus on that. Focus on focus on Sony's that thing they did where they were like positive tweets. If you're a journalist, make positive tweets, and maybe we'll give you this new PlayStation. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. like <laughs> that's absolutely unethical, and that's the sort of stuff that should be called out hard. Yeah, but you know. Female indie game developers dyeing their hair? I'm sorry, like, it's not ethics. Like, there's clearly something else going on here. Yeah, if it... we're actually concerned about ethics, I can name at least a dozen things that you should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're not tells me that it's not about ethics, it's about women. Yeah, I mean, it's once you're keyed into that kind of rhetoric and language, like, it's real easy to spot it. Like, all the time. <laughs> it's the same way with Republicans being like, it's about family values, it's about family values. Like, I'm sorry, it's about homophobia. Yeah. It's like, like you want to get into my business, and you're not allowed to, but you want to get in there. <laughs> right. It's about this, it's about that. No, we can tell what it's about. It's about what it's about. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty easy to spot a subject. Like, we all took English classes when we were in school. <laughs> It's pretty easy to spot a subject. Like, so. If you've got, you know, a brain in your head and you pay attention enough, you're going to see it. <laughs> like, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I used to be so patient. I used to be so patient with these people. I really did. And mm-hmm. this Kickstarter has literally, like, frayed my last nerve <laughs> for Gamergate. And I'm trying to be, like, understanding and like sympathetic and empathetic Mm -hmm. and compassionate like those are all things that are really important to me but like my patience has become so frayed and like so thinned Mm -hmm. by this experience that it's just it seems like every time I turn around and I have a single thing to say if I have an opinion on anything like Mm -hmm. there will be somebody in my mentions who either thinks that, like, this is fun and for the lulls, and I don't get that at all. Like, I just don't, because it's the same, like, thing as a bully being, like, spitting spit wads at the nerdy kid. I'm just doing it for the lulls. Like, it's the exact same thing. It makes Mm -hmm. no sense to me. Um, Or it's people who genuinely feel very strongly about what I'm saying and feel like I really need to shut up and listen to them yell at me. And I don't get that part at all either because I'm like, man, or mansplanations. I'm getting really sick and tired of getting mansplained to about like, well, actually, it's about this, this, and this. And, you know, if you paid attention, we're really not like that. And I'm like, you know, when you tell me you're really not like that while somebody else basically says you're a dumb bitch to me, I don't know Mm -hmm. what to take from that. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, with this, uh, with this Kickstarter, you started getting, uh, I mean, you got, you still are getting uh, Gamergate people uh, coming after you, uh, just for the whole thing that you were trying to make a deck of cards with um, allies and progressive feminists and everything, uh, just celebrating their work and the fact that they're cool people. And that's... I'm like, all I want to do is, like, make a community and, like, pay these people for their good, hard work that they do Mm -hmm. and, like, draw pictures of them. Like, I don't know. That's all I really wanted to do. But, man, 
And then, and and yeah, because I saw on Twitter, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, you were very patiently um, talking to a couple a couple of people on Twitter, and just trying to get the the conversation, I guess, to a more, um, I guess, civil uh, discussion. I, I don't remember what it what it was well, actually. What happened? <laughs> and this is my own fault for thinking that this was going to turn into a good thing. I really, really thought I was going to have like a beautiful moment with this and this is exactly how you know that I am an idiot sometimes. <laughs> not an idiot, not an idiot, but I You're well intentioned. I'm optimistic sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely optimistic, which is odd to admit. <laughs> but so when 8chan did a fake 10k donation oh, yeah. to my Kickstarter at the start. Um I used the Kickstarter dashboard to follow the donor back to 8chan, back to the thread where they had been, you know, announcing all this and doing all this in. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thread's deleted now, but it's archived, and it's somewhere up on my Twitter if people want to find it or just tweet at me and I'll send you the link. Like, it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But the very first reply on the thread was somebody, another creator, another artist, a creator, a game dev, um, who felt like because their game didn't have feminists or cats in it or something like that, like it wasn't an SJW game, they weren't getting attention because of that. And like, it really did break my heart. It really did immediately like make me feel so bad for this person because I've been there, I've felt that before, I have absolutely felt that before mm-hmm. um, and I felt like my art was overlooked and I felt like I was unimportant and that people just didn't appreciate what I was doing absolutely been there it sucks Yeah, it sucks being there and so I wanted to find this person and give them my email address so that they could email me and we could talk And if they wanted, I wanted to promote their Kickstarter Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, like, do something nice for them. Yes, like a decent person would try to do. So, yeah. So I made a comic about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I turned off the autoblocker. Oh, no. (laughs) And the autoblocker takes a little while to unblock everyone. Oh, okay. So, suddenly... People were like, you hypocrite, you still have me blocked, you don't want to talk to Gamergate. And I was like, well, first of all, I don't want to talk to Gamergate. (laughs) It's not on the list of priorities. I have a week left on this Kickstarter, and I, no, I have a busy weekend coming up. Like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 I do not want to talk to all of Gamergate. I want to talk to this one person from this screenshot that I've put up. Like, just one person. I'm just looking for one of you. (laughs) (laughs) Just one in a sea of awful, vile people. (laughs) They're not awful and vile. They're just so freaking, like, mad. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I think they even enjoy being mad, kind of, you know, like they sort of enjoy the battle for them. Mm-hmm. That's something. And I don't enjoy the battle. So they're getting like all this kind of pleasure out of this, like, ah, <laughs> we get to come in and tell this girl that she's a hypocrite. And 
Like, you know, we're winning. We're winning. And I'm like, I just, I didn't want to fight. Like, You're just like, guys, if you want to storm the castle, just fine, whatever. I'm, I'm going to go build another castle. It's fine. <laughs> doors open. Come yeah. On in. Drawbridge like, down. <laughs> literally, GG autoblocker off. Like, yeah. Drawbridge down. And I kept, so... As GG Autoblocker has slowly unblocked these masses of people, more and more of this nonsense has started showing up in my mentions, mm-hmm. which is exhausting. Yeah, uh, but also very educational. Okay. In what way? Well, now I understand that I think that they really like the fight more than they like. Oh, okay. <laughs> ethics and anything i think that they're just enjoying fighting more than they care about anything they're fighting about mm-hmm. do you feel like they're they're in in terms of like enjoying that fight that they're sending you kind of like the same rote responses like it's not it's not so much engaging you it's just using the same kind of like i guess logic on their part to throw no, back at you definitely like fighting with me they oh, def- okay i mean it's each person i really don't think that they want to uh even win Mm -hmm. honestly i don't think they want to win because if they win the fight's over and they don't get to fight about this anymore and they have to find something else to fight about i really i don't think they even want to win Mm -hmm. they just want to keep engaging you know no matter what and call you out on whatever you know and that that's the thing it's like they find whatever reason they can, like, however small and minute. I mean, like you said, like, uh, you know, you change your hair color, and suddenly it's like, hypocrite! And like, what? <laughs> <laughs> hypocrite about what? Anything, anything weird that they can get on about. But I think what it really comes down to, and I've mentioned this before, is that I believe that many of them are deeply unhappy with themselves. Mm-hmm. And rather than, like, look, inward and i'm gonna sound like a hippie and i'm just that happens sometimes Preach Sorry, on. everybody. <laughs> instead of looking inward it's much easier for them to look outward and say well my unhappiness is because of this person mm-hmm. or because of this or because of this rather than looking inward and being like what is it about me that i am so unhappy with and i mean that just I mean, that's not completely out of the question either. I, 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 I actually really believe you because it's so in, uh, endemic to our culture now. Like we're a huge online culture and the Internet and especially social media platforms give us all of these windows into other people's lives and that we, all we're doing is comparing ourselves. It's not only that, but it gives us um, a way to present a version of ourselves that's not true Mm -hmm. so i feel like a lot of these people are like they'll say like i don't have a problem with myself but like clearly you do have a problem with yourself if you're this angry about something like i it's i'm sorry like there are certain things that i see people get like injustices that people get angry about that that's a real injustice and that's something to get angry about Mm -hmm. but somebody making a kickstarter is not really a good enough reason to get this angry yeah and i mean because i've i mean i've been angry before i've been mad pissed off whatever but i've never been so angry that i've wanted to like try and you know make someone else feel worse because of it 
I have, but oh. it was entirely because I was so angry at myself, and mm-hmm. I used to be a terrible, terrible bully. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, it's very true. I used to be a terrible, terrible online bully. I used to hang out on 4chan. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be exactly the kind of person who was like, I'm not a feminist, I'm a humanist. If that had been a thing when I was younger, I would have totally been that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took serious wake-up calls where I had to look inward, mm-hmm. figure out what it was inside me that I was so pissed off at. Mm-hmm. And once I figured that out, like, I can't even really get that pissed off at Gamergate anymore. Like, I get really annoyed with them, I do, and my patience does get frayed, but, like, real anger, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel real anger for them. You feel that, um, in, I mean... Like, I feel real anger for, like, the Baltimore police. Yeah. I feel real <laughs> anger for, like, Republicans who tried to legislate women's bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel real anger for the fact that there's children in the United States who experience food insecurity. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel real anger about those things. Yeah. But, like, I don't feel real anger at Gamergate. I feel exasperation. I feel tired i feel compassion i feel pity mm-hmm. i feel sympathy i feel annoyance mm-hmm. i feel frustration but like it's not real like oh it's not like anger it's because anger is i don't know well it, it well from what it sounds like i mean you're just you kind you get the mentality like because you were there Exactly. Like, it's hard for me to be really, really angry at them because I assume that they are just as miserable mm-hmm. as I was. There's, I guess there's always that, like, you want them to see the light the same way you did, and some people are willing to, you know, you know, get out of the hole sometimes, and other people are really just happy to be down there. And, you know, seeing the light doesn't mean that I want them all to suddenly wake up and want them all to be intersectional. I mean, I do want them all to suddenly wake up and be intersectional feminists. That Mm -hmm. would be awesome. (laughs) That would be so super. I would be so into that. But That would be a bona fide miracle. (laughs) Right, but I don't expect that to happen. Mm -hmm. What I would really, really like is if they all reflected inwards and asked themselves why they were so obsessed with this fight. Mm -hmm. Why this fight means so much to them what it is that really has them so angry at these people these progressives these women and really like consider what it is about them that's really upset at that Mm -hmm. because it's really it is frustrating i understand getting frustrated with other people because i get frustrated with conservatives all the time Mm -hmm. but i don't hate conservatives i don't hate people anymore yeah um sorry you had more to say no i was just babbling about how i don't hate people okay that's cool no no, i mean and that's that that's one of the things like especially with uh you know just kind of building off of the, the 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 culture ideas that we we've been developing with you know internet and the internet and everything it's just we're we're as a 
as a group of people, as geeks and nerds, even, you know, if you just take that one little one group, you know, we're so quick to anger about anything under the sun. I mean, you know, with movie news, like the minute someone's like, oh, here's a picture of what this thing might possibly look like. And people just lose their minds like immediately. There's just a, it's like a, a whole slew of comments, like being like, I don't care for it. Well, I like it a lot. Well, I hate you. Like, it's just like, <laughs> well, I hate you. And that's like, that's the jump that I don't get. Like, mm-hmm. I understand the, well, I like it. Well, I don't like it. I get that part. Yeah. <laughs> that part makes sense to me. I hate you part, I'm like, there's something else going on. Yeah. There has to be. There just has to be. And if there's not, then I give up and I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Then you're just like, I'm washing my hands of this, walking away. It's like, so far away. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean, just uh, kind of like backtracking when you mentioned, you know, the, you know, your... Your time as a bully, I suppose. Uh, you did a, a comic that I saw recently, and it was about uh, your alcoholism. Um, and yeah. I mean, do you do these little comics a lot? I, um, I, I don't. I don't see your work all the time, but I wasn't sure if this was like a, a normal thing for you to like do these kinds of uh, personal comics. Yeah, I did another one in Fem Hype about when I was homeless. Um, mm-hmm. I call them Scar Comics. <laughs> it's a good name for it. Uh, I, it's sort of based off of scar literature from China, mm-hmm. which uh, is something I really got into a couple years ago. I really liked this book, uh, Chairman Mao is Not Amused, which is a collection of short stories, a lot of them scar literature. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about scar literature is that for a long time, people weren't allowed to write anything about the revolution that was that could be seen in any way as negative. Mm-hmm. But after, uh, I think it was a little bit after Chairman Mao died, they started letting these people write scar literature, which expressed the pain that a lot of intellectuals went through during the Cultural Revolution. And I love that term. And I see my scar comics as a similar thing. I'm trying to talk about things that we feel we aren't allowed to talk about mm-hmm. and I'm talking about them in a way that's very personal and describes a personal pain of mine. Do you feel um, a sense of catharsis when you, when you draw them or is that, yeah, is it absolutely. still a part of you? Like, <laughs> No, absolutely. There's definitely a sense of catharsis. There's um, a sense of healing in saying it. Uh, I don't know, it's hard to explain, I guess. It's like, of course the pain is still like a part of me, mm-hmm. but sharing it and saying it makes it a part of me that I can deal with. No, that makes perfect manage. sense. Yeah. Uh, do you get like uh, feedback from other people about it? Uh, uh, I mean, if not the, the alcoholism one, the homeless one, or previous ones I've you've done? I've gotten a lot of feedback. I got... Um, the greatest and most terrifying email of my life from the alcoholism one. Really? Uh, A man wrote to me to tell me that he was, he had read my comic and it had sort of been a wake-up call for him with his alcoholism Mm -hmm. and that he 
felt like he was a bad father because of it. Oh, no. <laughs> right. And he's like, I'm not a mean drunk. I'm a happy drunk, but I'm not focusing on my son. I'm not... I'm being absent in some way. And your comic was a big wake-up call for me about that. So he was like, so how do I... How do I get better? Like, he was like, so what's my next step? Like, what oh, do I do? He's asking for advice now? He's asking for advice. And it's really scary to be put on the spot like that, like, asked for advice, because I don't know that I have all the right advice. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's just, the, you, you want to help, definitely, but you're just, I mean, I think when anyone's put in that position, you're just like, I want to help you, but I also don't want to say the wrong thing. Exactly. And it, it felt very important. I was so um, honored, of course. I was, like, so honored that he wrote to me because uh, that just means a lot to me that my comic affected him so deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it meant that I had to, like, really consider, like, what kind of advice I could give for recovery to yeah. people because I hadn't considered before that some people would look at this and come to me for advice on recovery so I'd be like well you know of course talk to your doctor it's really important to talk to your doctor if you're quitting any kind of addictive substance Mm -hmm. um, especially alcohol uh, because if you are dependent enough on alcohol the withdrawal symptoms can sometimes lead to like strokes and stuff Mm -hmm. so it's really really important to talk with your doctor it's really important to replace like figure out why you drink mm-hmm. and like are you drinking because you're bored are you drinking because you're sad are you drinking because everyone else is drinking like you have to sort of figure out why you drink and replace what you're doing in that time mm-hmm like replace alcohol as your coping mechanism for that yeah definitely no i mean there there's there's this running theme i'm i'm starting to see where i mean it's very much about the psychological component that uh you there there's something going on but there's always the deeper meaning there's something you know about you or i mean not you you but you know (laughs) like the collective you (laughs) yeah no there was something about me i was bipolar and I am bipolar, mm-hmm. but I was unmedicated, and I was using alcohol to self-medicate my bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So there is, you can always find, you're not just drinking because you like the taste of alcohol. Yeah, no one really likes the taste of alcohol. <laughs> well, maybe you do. Maybe you do like the taste of alcohol, but if you're drinking so much that you're over-consuming... Mm-hmm. and you're blacking out, or you're not focusing on your son, or you're missing out on things. If you feel like you're drinking too much, if you have that moment where you ask yourself, am I drinking too much? Am I missing things? The answer is probably yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to get this on a downbeat in anything. So. No, no, it's fine. Everybody uh, asks me about the drinking thing now, and I, I don't mind. I'm used to talking about it now no i I mean and and yeah i mean these are definitely things that should be talked about because i think that there's at times we want to gloss over i mean the scars basically 
Um, there's, especially when we're dealing with subjects kind of like, you know, feminism and, you know, icons and everything, we're always trying to be like, well, they're, they're not, you know, you know, they're, they're, uh, we, we want this kind of like sense of perfection at times uh-huh. that we will always be disappointed doesn't happen because no one's perfect. When Neil Gaiman tweeted about the project, he said something really, really wise that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, these gators, Neil Gaiman tweeted about the project, which was probably like one of those moments that I'll print out and put in a scrapbook or something like that. Oh yeah, you should be like dancing around that and being like, woohoo! I'm gonna get it tattooed on my forehead. There like. we go. <laughs> but uh, these gators were arguing with them, these gamer gators were arguing with them, and he said to one of them, Feminism is a big tent. I don't expect everyone to agree with me. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way. Like, I don't expect everyone in the deck to agree with each other. And I don't expect everyone to agree with everyone in the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like they're all a really important part of this community. Um, when you were when you were selecting them, I mean, was there a process or was it just that you you felt like, oh, this would be a good person or that, you know, was there, I mean, was there any rhyme or reason to your selection other than the fact that they were progressive feminist allies? No, it was just, I was just drawing people. I wasn't even <laughs> expecting to make a deck. Mm-hmm. I was honestly like, I started by like drawing Catherine Cross, who I think is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, I just need to draw this person. She's <laughs> just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then and- just people were like oh you should draw Anita Sarkeesian oh you should draw or I I think I drew Brianna Wu first Mm -hmm. they're like oh you should draw this person you should draw that person you should draw this person I was like okay sure I'll draw whoever (laughs) I'll do it whatever (laughs) (laughs) wasn't doing anything anyway all right (laughs) (laughs) and so and and then other people the other thing I do is if I see someone getting dogpiled and harassed Mm -hmm. online for being a feminist I like to draw them and give it to them and just be like, hey, you know, you're awesome. Aww. Here's a picture of you and you're awesome. Don't let haters get you down. So a lot of the feminist deck people came from, they were getting dogpiled and I saw them like handling all these like nasty comments and I drew them because of that. So well, definitely a lot of the feminist deck people are that. That's awesome. That is so cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, and so, because uh, you know, I'm going to probably put this up on Friday, unless you want it to go up sooner. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, yeah, to give you like at least five days and everything. Uh, so maybe this will j- drum up some support. But what what's the plan on the last day? Like when it's uh, when it's fully, I mean, when it's completely fully funded. What, what's what's the plan? Well, I was thinking that I might just drink a bottle of whiskey. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you want to. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, I was thinking that on the first day that it's funded, that's going to be the day when I'm going to sit down with all the artists. Um, some of the artists need a little extra time to finish up. Some of the artists that I've gotten a little later need a little extra time to finish up their pieces. And I'll just start putting together the coloring book that's one of the things that needs to be put together immediately Um, and that was a was that a stretch goal yeah yeah these just all these things kept happening (laughs) (laughs) 
So now there's like a coloring book, and there's also a comic book that I've been working on, so I hope to have the comic book completely done by the last day. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of little art projects that I want to get done, but I expect it'll probably take me... Um, I've heard... I have another friend who finished a Kickstarter for uh, Bakshi Boy, this movie that she did, mm-hmm. and she warned me that sometimes it takes Kickstarter a couple weeks to get you the money. Oh, Right, so... You're sitting there like, where's the money? Where's the money? So I don't know that on the day that it ends, I'll be able to start printing the cards. It might be two weeks after it ends that Mm -hmm. I have the funds in my account, and I'll be able to start printing the cards. But... Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's the thing. Basically, as soon as the funds arrive, I want to basically just start printing and getting things done and out there and finished. So you're just like you're just ready to roll out practically. You're like yeah, everything's pretty much ready. I just need like a couple of the artists are still finishing up their pieces. Um, the borders done. The font is practically done. I need to finish up a couple more letters mm-hmm. for the font that I'm building for it. Uh, yeah, nice. This is what I do now for my job. It's so exciting that I don't have, like, other jobs to worry about. Well, I was going to ask you about your your background as an artist. I mean, was, are you, like, formally trained, or was this just something that... (laughs) (laughs) Just sort of like, no, mm mm-mm. No, I'm so bad about formal training. I've even tried to take art classes, and I'm just like, I don't have an attention span. (laughs) (laughs) I don't agree with this grading system. Shut up. I'm going to draw a cat now. I don't want to draw popcorn with values. <laughs> popcorn with values. Everyone gets confused about that one, and they're like, what, you mean like popcorn that like takes care of its kids or something? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, like with gradient values, with like values of shade. <laughs> it's like, oh, I... Than lines. I thought it was about ethics and popcorn. I mean... Right, it's about ethics and movie going. Okay, well, now that that's been explained. <laughs> no, um, and were you just, you just liked, like, doodling and drawing and just turned into a thing? Yeah, I've got a friend on Twitter, Rian on Ren, and she's actually been a friend of mine since I was, like, 11. Mm-hmm. And um, she's an artist. And so because she was drawing when I was 11, I was like, well, I want to draw. <laughs> I want to do that, and I just got into drawing characters, making comics and stories, and illustrating them, and drawing um, designs, and thinking about, like, wouldn't it be cool if I could make a video game, and I can't do any coding or anything like that. (laughs) You know that one thing? I can't do any of the, like, technical stuff, but I've always wanted to do the artistic stuff for stuff like that, so... Like concept art, or, um... Yeah, just... Like, I just did um, art for Kaylin's game, Skeleton Key of Ombody, and we're working on another one uh, that's really, really sad-looking called Bloom. But uh, I like just doing art. I like video games a lot, so the idea of getting to do, like, art for them Mm -hmm. just delights me. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You get to, that you're you're doing what you love, basically. I mean, not only like with the video games, but now you're getting to like make these awesome cards for people. And I get to make comics and cards and like work and all the stuff I love. Yeah, before that, I was a line cook. So well, there you go. <laughs> so this is definitely way better than line cooking, and I recommend it to everyone. <laughs> 
It's like, all right, everybody, now first you have to go and be a line cook and then get another job. And like, Just draw for, like, 21 years. Okay. Draw for 21 years straight. <laughs> and then and make sure that you draw for, like, at least, like, two and a half to four and a half hours a day. Okay. <laughs> and if you do that be an artist yay (laughs) people always ask me like how do i learn to draw and i'm like well you just draw like every day (laughs) that's like how you learn to draw and they're like but no but how can i do that faster (laughs) and there's there's no faster i'm sorry that there's no faster you guys should see some of my y'all should see some of my like terrible terrible uh early art it's (laughs) just some of my early art is so awful some of my recent art that I see, I only recently learned the trick where you flip things horizontally to see if they're uneven. Mm-hmm. And so I'll look at some of my art from like a year ago and I'll flip it and I'll be like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like, what that the hell? Lopsided. <laughs> uh, it, what was I got? I had something and then I lost it for a second. Oh, try to get it back. Oh, I hate that. Especially when I'm doing this, you know, when I'm doing the podcast, I try to, I, I keep it as loose as I possibly can, but then it's like when you have a question and then it's like your brain completely just shorts out on you. Like, oh, I have a question. I can raise my hand. Oh, oh, I can't raise my hand. So many times in school when that would happen where I'm like, I have a thought and it's gone. <laughs> it was there. Oh man, my hand was up for so long and I couldn't hold on to it. You kept talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> not you, I'm the a teacher. Person. <laughs> no, it's not you. It's the teacher. Uh, <laughs> you're fine. I'm the one with the problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I was going to ask uh, with the with the the deck and everything. Is there um, a particular card that you're you're really proud of? I suppose, like uh, not just the art, but also like the quote and like all that kind of stuff. Is there one that you just look at? And you're like, this is this is the one I'm like really proud of, or, or it could be a couple of them, or you know, if you don't want to pick a favorite. It's hard to pick a favorite, but I'm going to go with Catherine Cross because mm-hmm. I love her writing so okay. much and. Um, I can't remember the exact quote, but I think it's justice hotly delivered is not justice. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I love that. Like, <laughs> when you when you think you're doing something right, but you're doing it in anger, it's, it's not a good thing. And I love that quote for that reason. And I love the pictures that I draw of her. I think that she looks so cool. She looks a lot like a character of mine, so I'm very used to art and drawing her. I was like... When I saw her picture, I was like, you look exactly like this character that I draw all the time anyway. This will be really easy. <laughs> You're just doing warm-ups of Catherine Cross. You're like, okay, now I can draw the, the actual Everybody character. Everybody like, do you have a crush on Catherine Cross? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tee-hee. But I do. I have a total crush on her writing. I, I want to, like, marry one of her articles. It'll be really sweet. It'll be, like, me and a tablet. Like, you know. <laughs> that would be so awesome. I would go to that wedding. I'll wear a top hat. Oh, you have a top hat, like a cane, some tails, monocle. Well, I'm going to wear the wedding dress, too, but just a top hat with it. Oh, no, even cooler. It's It'll like, look great. Do you take this article written in love and care? Do you take this article to be your guidance like, forevermore? Oh I totally do. I do, I do. Finish up, preacher man. I'll just be like, Tom, 
<laughs> well, now, depending on the state, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Sweet. Woohoo! And you're you're down in Oregon, right? Yes, yeah. I'm in Southern Oregon, actually. Oh. I used to think I'm always in Portland, but I just went up to Portland over the weekend to see Jamie Kilstein's show. Mm-hmm. How which did... was awesome, and everyone should listen to Jamie Kilstein all the time. He's hilarious. He's also in the deck. Oh. And his wonderful wife and partner, Allison, is in the deck. They do Citizen Radio together. Interesting. Is he, like, a, just a comic or a musician? Or... He's like, this is great, because now I get to say... Jamie is super special. Okay. And he is a newscaster, a comedian, a musician, and like a purple belt or something like that. Okay. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also like a non violent vegan. Like. What? <laughs> and somehow his wife, Allison, is even cooler than him. <laughs> okay. How much cooler? <laughs> Like, she's also, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu badass. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, like, smarter than Jamie, I think. I think that Jamie would say that she's smarter. Like, Jamie did a very... I can say this because the podcast isn't coming out until after he plays the song. He played a very special song that he wrote for Allison for us at the uh, show that was very cute. But it's going to be a surprise for her on Thursday night. So since the podcast is coming out on Friday, I get to talk about it. Yay! Yay! Because <laughs> <laughs> we've all been sworn to secrecy. We haven't been able to tweet about it or anything and be like, oh my god, this song! It was so cute! <laughs> we're like, oh, we're part of a conspiracy now! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's collusion, basically. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing better than that. Like, when a bunch of people are in on one secret and they can't tell nobody until a certain time. It's awesome. <laughs> fun it's fun allison's gonna be so like why is everyone acting weird and then she's gonna hear this great song and be like aw <laughs> i was like well you know happy song allison like i don't know you but you know here's a song for you <laughs> it's my job to get that's like the whole part of the deck is that i get people into like uh listening to new things and listening to new people and reading new people's work mm-hmm. like i assume that some people will buy the deck because they're fans of anita sarkeesian and then they'll be like oh here's a bunch of cool game developers like here's kaylin i put kaylin sandal in the the deck she's done all these or christine love is in the deck mm-hmm. like they'll be like maybe i've never seen these game developers before i should play their games or i've never read Catherine cross's articles before i should read her articles like yes Yes, you should. You should go and do that. You should do all of these things. Like, the deck is sort of like a, here is awesome stuff. It's like a guide to how to be awesome, and here's some awesome people to guide you through it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like, here's some awesome art, and it's also got links to awesome stuff. And, I mean, how, yeah, awesome. (laughs) Just at the end of every card, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Go back, add that in. We're like, okay, we got to put awesome on each card. Somehow I'll work it into the background. There. Awesome. Like, you're awesome. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the the really great things about just the idea of this deck um, alone is that you are going to be exposing a lot of people, like a lot of your backers. And then I assume, I mean, I don't know, are, are you planning to... Maybe take the deck to cons at all and, and yeah, try and sell them there? Yeah, I've never been to a convention, so I may just ship it to cons. Ooh. I may just ask 
other people if they're interested in carrying decks to cons for me. Or maybe I'll start going to cons. That would be weird. <laughs> I get I get a little nervous in big crowds, just a little bit. So. Well, I can um, because I know that. I mean, have you have you been to Rose City at all? No, I've never been to a. Convention. Oh, ne- that's right. You just said that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I've never been to a convention, so. I would but say. I do want the cards to go to cons really mm-hmm. badly, and I do want to give some decks to the people who are in the decks so mm-hmm. they can carry them with them to cons and give out their card if they want to. Be like, here's my card. Literally. Here's a cool card. <laughs> well, yeah, because I could just, I can recommend Rose City and Geek Girl Con, which is up here in Seattle. Uh, it's a much smaller one, so if you want to get a smaller taste of a con. <laughs> I should. I should go to a convention. I'm just not, I don't know, like, for a long time, like I said, I was homeless. Mm -hmm. You don't really end up going to conventions. Or I've been really poor. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Am I going to buy alcohol or go to a convention? (laughs) Oh, right. And I was an alcoholic, so it just, like, it wasn't in the cards for a while. It's like, well, now it is in the cards. It is a deck of cards. It is literally in the cards. Exactly. Ah. (laughs) Uh, well, we're at an hour, and uh, this has been really fun, Kiva. I, I'm so glad that you came on the show. I'm, I'm sorry about last week. When, oh, no, it's fine. You were sick. Yeah. <laughs> when your voice is, like, practically gone, you're just like, Hi, Kiva. How are you? It'll be a fun podcast. No, seriously, it's fine. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, exactly. I'll just, I just want to sound like uh, Selma and Patty for the rest of my life. <laughs> I feel like that'll just get me a lot of uh, uh, head turnings and be like, oh my, who's that woman who sounds like she smokes so many cigarettes? I must have her. It's worked for me so far. Well, there you go. I have something to aspire to. Oh. (laughs) Like, downbeat. (laughs) But uh, before we go, uh, I'll link the Kickstarter to the, um, the podcast when I put it out on Friday. But where can people uh, find you to, to go and uh, have talks with you about awesome stuff? You can always find me on Twitter. For some reason, I'm always there, <laughs> at Kiva Bay. And I'm pretty much Kiva Bay everywhere on the internet. Like, there's KivaBay.com. There's Kiva Bay at Gmail if you need to email me, though it may get lost <laughs> in the many emails that I get. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Uh, Kiva Bay on Facebook. Like, I'm literally Kiva. I think I'm still Kiva Bay on DeviantArt. Like, Sweet. I think I might be Kiva Bay on LiveJournal from millions of years ago. Like, Ever- I think I've just been Kiva Bay everywhere forever, so you should be able to find me under that. Just go to... Man, I haven't heard someone talk about LiveJournal in a long time. Literally, like, I think I was Kiva Bay on LiveJournal. I'm pretty sure. It's been a long time. <laughs> go back and look, and then t- and then tweet at me and be like, Sam, it's there! It's totally there! <laughs> it's still private, and I can't remember my password, but... But it's there! <laughs> uh, and... Uh, and uh, for those of you out there who are still interested in maybe talking to me, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, uh, you can find me at Darling underscore Sammy. Uh, you can also go to Facebook and like the page for Maniacal Geek and uh, That Girl with the Curls. It's just Maniacal Curls and the URL, which is, you know, the thingy. And uh, also you can continue listening to the podcast. I always appreciate people who want to talk about it or say good things, hopefully. I don't know. 
like, you're not giving me any feedback, people. Uh, I don't, that's the thing. That's a double-edged sword. I don't know if I actually want feedback. She's like, I don't want, I don't want to think about people who are actually listening to it and if they're just criticizing me the whole time. Because that's where my mind goes. Do you, do you really think people criticize you the whole time? Not the whole time. The whole time. You're like, the whole time you're just sitting there thinking like... (laughs) people are going to think that this was a bad question. Yeah. I thought they were great questions. <laughs> no, I, there's always that second guessing of yourself, you know? Like, no matter how many of these I do, I'm always going to be like, oh, man, did that go well? I don't know. Maybe. Next time. I feel time. like it went well. I, I feel, feel like, like it, went, it went well. I, I agree with you. I feel like this went very well. <laughs> so, uh, on that note, thank you so much again, Kiva, and uh, c- congratulations on the Kickstarter. It's it's really awesome, and I am a contributor as well, so uh, I can't wait to get my deck. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank no you problem. for having me, too. This was awesome. Excellent. Awesome! Yay! And you're welcome to come back anytime if you just want to shoot the shit about anything else, like, you know, movies, television, games, anything like that. You are... Ronald Weasley being a super. Got it. Yeah, exactly. No, if you just want to, like, riff on Ron Weasley, we can do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you again and good night everybody good night everyone you messed up in potions yesterday but everyone still thinks you're really great except Snape except Snape except Snape and me cause we see you what you really are Stupid little dork With a stupid dorky scar And it's okay It's really great Cause I hate you And so does Snape You crashed into the whomping willow tree So does every